Welcome to the Writer's Block. I'm your host, Jennifer Harris, indie author and blogger based here in St. Louis, Missouri. Here on the Writer's Block, we talk shop, have genre discussions, talk about writing strategies with the goal to encourage and uplift. The goal is always to keep you writing. The Writer's Block serves as a platform for indie authors and St. Louis local writers to keep you hip to what they're up to. Grab your pen and paper. We're about to circle the block. Welcome to the Writer's Block. This week, our topic is going to be pretty mundane, pretty something simple to kind of ease us in to this first season. Our first topic this for this inaugural podcast is going to be, what is a writer? I know that seems pretty self-exclamatory to those of us who've been doing this for a while, and even for people who may not have been doing this for any stretch of time. But I'm going to use the definition for writer that Nikki Giovanni, the uh, poet laureate and the award-winning poet extraordinaire and who is still teaching at with distinction at Virginia Tech would use. Nikki Giovanni says that a writer is a writer because that's what you do. You can't help but write. I knew when I was about eight years old that I could write and do that well. But I did not embrace the title of writer until I was about, well, let's say about maybe 15 years old. I say that because I knew that I was smart and I knew because I was smart, I could do a myriad of things. Um, I, could, I could go into medicine. I could go into nursing. I could go into the arts. But this thing, this magic I found with these 26 letters was something that I could not get over, that I could not put down. And every time I did, it would call back to me. So I knew at about 15 years old, um, I was a sophomore in high school, I knew that I was a writer. I knew that that is exactly what I wanted to do. At the time, uh, my father, uh, when I expressed to him that I no longer wanted to go to medical school, I told him that I, again, foregoing medical school to pursue writing, teach, maybe and even teaching English as a career, well, writing as a career, he told me that I couldn't eat with an English degree. And that put an, put an enmity between us until he died two years later. When he told me that I couldn't eat with an English degree, the first thing I thought was, you have no idea who I am. You have no idea how important this is to me. You have no idea what I have written, what my teachers have said about what I've written, you don't know exactly what this power is that I have found within myself to really do this thing. And uh, when I found this quote from Nikki Giovanni, literally 16 years later, I burst into tears. I burst into tears because I had always written. I had always had pen and paper. 
even from the time I could barely read and write, I was scrawling on, on blank paper. I could read by the age of four. Writing just seemed the natural progression. But in, but in that accepting of who, of who I was, as a writer, I had to fight for that identity because there were people around me who thought that the decision to actually go to school and actually learn how to do my craft better what seemed um, seemed unconscionable. It didn't seem rational. It seemed very unreasonable for me with all my intellect and gifting that to be a writer seemed to be the last thing I should want to do. But according to Merriam-Webster, a writing, I'm sorry, the definition for writer is, is actually broken down into um, five definitions, at least for the English language it is. It's an, a writer is a noun, and the first definition is a person engaged in writing books, articles, stories, etc., especially as an occupation or profession, an author or a journalist. The second definition a clerk, scribe, or the like. Three, a person who commits his or her thoughts, ideas, etc., to writing, i.e., an expert letter writer. Four, in a piece of writing, the author used used a circumlocution for I, me, my, etc. The writer uses wishes to state. Example given, a person who writes or is able to write, a writer in a script, a writer in script. From those definitions, I want you to think about where you find yourself. I want you to think about where it is that you'd like to go with your talent. Is this something that you do as a hobby, something you do for fun? <clears throat> is this something that is prescribed to you by maybe a clinician to help you with times of stress or crisis or even just to get out of your own head for a few minutes. But I fancy myself still going back to the Nikki Giovanni quote. A writer is a writer because you write, no matter what that is. It could be, it could be letters, it could be poems, it could be essays. It could be entire works of essays. Um, I'm reminded of one of my writing heroes, who is Nora Roberts, who's written who writes at a breakneck pace. I think her pace is quicker than even Stephen King because <clears throat> she's written about, I, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know better than 60 books, probably closer to 200 books at this point. But she says she actually got into writing because she was snowed in with her kids and there was nothing to do. And so she picked up a pen and paper and wrote a story. And from there, she created an entire career that has spanned now 30 years and counting. But the thing that is so intoxicating about writing, and I think why people shy away from this word, is because it is, it does hold so much weight. To be considered a writer means that this is, this is, this is something that you have laid hold to, that you believe that you can do independent of other people's thoughts, independent of what other people may think about what you can do. I think that's what makes writing such a 
internally writer. Four, in a piece of writing, the author used used a circumlocution for I, me, my, etc. The writer uses wishes to state. Example given. A person who writes or is able to write a writer in a script a writer in script. From those definitions, I want you to think about where you find yourself. I want you to think about where it is that you'd like to go with your talent. Is this something that you do as a hobby? Something you do for fun? <clears throat> is this something that is prescribed to you by maybe a clinician to help you with times of stress or crisis or even just to get out of your own head for a few minutes? But I fancy myself still going back to the Nikki Giovanni quote. A writer is a writer because you write. No matter what that is, it could be it could be letters, it could be poems, it could be essays, it could be entire works of essays. Um, I'm reminded of one of my writing heroes, who is Nora Roberts, who's written, who writes at a breakneck pace. I think her pace is quicker than even Stephen King, because <clears throat> she's written about. I, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know better than sixty books, probably closer to two hundred books at this point. But she says she actually got into writing because she was snowed in with her kids and there was nothing to do. And so she picked up a pen and paper and wrote a story. And from there, she created an entire career that has spanned now 30 years and counting. But the thing that is so intoxicating about writing, and I think why people shy away from this word is because it is, it does hold so much weight. To be considered a writer means that this is that this is this is something that you have laid hold to that you believe that you can do independent of other people's thoughts, independent of what other people may think about what you can do. I think that's what makes writing such a internally competitive profession, as far as. You take, you take, literally, there are only 26 letters in the English language. And you take these letters, and from these letters, whatever ideas in your head, you use these letters, these symbols, to express that and hope other people can understand what you're saying. So writing is one of those unique professions that you don't necessarily need a college degree to do or even a high school education to do. It is something that you know innately that you do. You become a writer simply by writing. One of the other things I like to touch on for this inaugural podcast is the relevance of writers. One of the things that make, well, three of the things that make writers relevant are their ability to record, entertain, and to inform. When a writer writes something down, we write it down, we either write it down to to record it so we don't forget it, or we write it down to entertain, or we desire to inform. Now, the informative portion of writing, that goes more toward nonfiction and journalism and those professional tracks. But for the most part, writers record. That's what we do. We do that in such a way that it is supposed to inspire, it's supposed to inspire or educate. 
this is one of the reasons why <clears throat> I believe it is important that <clears throat> that you have children be able to express themselves in variant forms. One of those variant forms that should be accessible to all people is the ability to write, the ability to put something down on paper, or the ability to save something to a drive or even on a screen or even to draw a picture and write a caption that goes along with it. <clears throat> but never forget that the, your first obligation as a writer is to record. Everything else is secondary. Your main objective is to record. What is it that you want the reader to know? Do you want, what feeling are you trying to evoke? <clears throat> what do you want the reader to see and remember? Toni Morrison says it this way, and I'm going to paraphrase her quote. She says, she says that the true power of a writer is to, mystif is to mystify the familiar and make the strange ordinary. That's a, that's a true test of their power. And from that wisdom of Toni Morrison, I encourage you to remember, again, your first obligation as a writer is to record. What do you want the, the simplest way to say it again is, what do you want the reader to know? What do you want them to see? What do you want them to feel? And if you can answer those three questions, you are on your way to a great work. Now, writing to entertain, that's much more fast and loose. That's where you can talk, that's where you can use slang or my favorite, the AAVE. For those of you who are not familiar with what the AAVE is, is the Af is African American Vernacular English, all otherwise known as slang. I like to also call it, you know, regional, regional dialects. Um, for those of you who may be listening in the St. Louis metro area, you know that there are a myriad of dialogues, a myriad of slang, a myriad of catchphrases all throughout this region. <clears throat> and no accent is quite like the other, which, which again makes growing up here and being a writer a, a very unique experience. And writing to entertain, that goes more toward fiction, and even some nonfiction, depending, depending, on, <clears throat> depending on your take. Because again, one of, one of the recent books I've read is How Not to Get Shot and Other Advice from White People, written by D.L. Hughley. Now, granted, it's about a serious topic, but he puts a humorous spin on it. Now, that's satire. And I encourage you all to read and grab that book as well. It's actually a really good read. But in entertaining your audience, you also have captured their attention, which goes back again to what do you want them to feel? What do you want them to see? What feeling are you trying to evoke? What are you trying to get them to understand? In the case of D.L. Hughley, he wants you to understand that police brutality and mistreatment of black people is a serious problem in this country, and we need to do something about it. So again, once you've gathered the, t the reader's attention with what you've recorded, what you've created, what you've written down, what do you want them to feel? Now that you've gathered their attention, now that you have them wrapped in your power, what do you want them to know? What do you want them to feel? And lastly, we have inf informational writing, where 
again, this is more nonfiction. This is going to be your journal articles. This is going to be, again, with a more journalistic bent. One of my favorite journalists that I love to follow right now is actually the lovely and dynamic April Ryan. <clears throat> April Ryan is a correspondent to, to the White House, and we know that with the current political environment and its hostility toward people of color and especially women, that this has made her job that much more, that much more difficult. But I give kudos to, as we call her on, on Twitter, Auntie April, because she is able to still do her job, do it well, in the midst of chaos and confusion. So informative writing is to, again, record and to be able to translate this information to, into a way and a format that is accessible to all people, which is amazing. And the one thing I want you all to remember as we close out this first session, this first of many times together, I hope, I want you to remember one thing. You only get better at writing by writing. There's no, there is no magic pill. There's no, there's no choosing of the wand. That No wand chooses you. You only get better at writing by writing. Anne Rice says it this way. You can go to where the pain is, but you can also go to where the joy is. What makes you happy? What things do you want people to know about? What idea has been in your head that you wish people would know or, could, or you could share with? But there are so many stories left in the world to tell. The one thing that I want to encourage you all to continue to do is write. Write. There is no other way to get better at this craft or any craft without constant practice. Margaret Atwood, who wrote The Handmaiden's Tale, says it, says it this way concerning failure and writing. The waste paper basket is your friend. It was given to you by God. You can use it. Never think that what you have rolling around in your head is garbage. Don't talk yourself out of a draft. That's the worst thing you can do as a writer. Don't talk yourself out of a draft. Don't talk yourself out of you know, the mistakes you may have made. The wonderful thing about ink and paper is that it is plentiful, especially in this culture, that you, if you have an idea, you have the immediate ability to record it and write it down and develop it. But you will only get better at writing by writing. Remember that. And I will see you all next week. The time has come again for me to leave you with your words, drafts, and thoughts. Be encouraged and keep writing. Special thanks to Valor Music LLC for all audio engineering and its production for this podcast. If you are a blogger, indie author, host a platform that supports indie authors, or have a project or book that you'd like to promote, reach out to us. Send us an email at circlethewritersblock, all one word, at gmail.com. Remember, if you can think it up, you can write it down. See y'all next time when we circle the block.